1: Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Having rules, having structure in place in investing. Do you like sports? How much do you pay for the average sporting event you go to? Is it part of your life? Is it Dare I say and not offend anyone, do you care more about your football, baseball, hockey team than you do about your God is sports religion your family is what I'm trying to get at without offending anyone. I grew up listening to sports on the radio. That's probably my number one reason why I got into radio. If I were to list them all, maybe number two is I didn't want to work till the day I died. Maybe three of those. I like storytelling, but that doesn't get me to where I want to get you to today. My love of sports radio is it's okay. But one of the things I I fell for was uh, listen to sports radio uh, late night where a host would have an opinion and sometimes I'd call BS on it. There's this one man named Ken Weber out of Washington, D.C., where he seemed to know every player ever. In the baseball or football world so you'd say yeah so the atlanta braves have this division one team his name's uh pete Azimuku. And he goes oh pete Azamuku. i know pete well and uh his here are your stats and like the guy just had a plethora of knowledge what i learned from him was have a plethora of knowledge even if it's not yours do a lot of research even if you don't do the writing of the research study 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 be smarter than the person next to you and you can have a radio show that people listen to from 7 o'clock to 10 o'clock at night. One of the things that he said on, his, on the air was offensive sell seats, defense wins championships. I have a question for you on your portfolio. Do you think it's too offensive? Do you think it's defensive enough? It doesn't take a rocket scientist to come up with sport analogy after sport analogy that we can talk about today. A baseball team. If you follow baseball, you're going to pick up what I'm going to put down here. You got to build a team. You can't just have a first baseman. You can't just have all power hitters. Let's put Mark McGuire at first. Let's put Dave Kingman at second. Let's put... Barry Bonds at shortstop. He can't do it. Uh, It's just not going to work that way. Uh, Barry Bonds pitching, short relief, long relief, starting pitching. I don't know. It's just not going to work. Same thing with your portfolio on some levels. When you look at your portfolio today, whether it be mutual funds, exchange-traded funds, whether it be individual stocks, do you have too many Barry Bonds? Companies that are artificially inflated with steroids. One of the things I can tell you that 2000 did when the tech ran amuck in the late 90s and in 2000, we artificially inflated companies. When a company like a WorldCom has a, an amazing run, Enron has an amazing stock push, how did they do this? They're an energy company and a telephone company. Well, they did it by lying, by juicing. In the case of WorldCom, they said, hey, hey, we'll give you free revenue. We'll give you free phone calls if you give us the same amount of money back in calls and we'll take 20% off. They were juicing the books. And Rana's juicing the books. Um, A beautiful baseball team is something to appreciate. It starts with great management, great ownership, who hires a great general manager. That general manager hires a great manager and if you look back at the glory days of the San Francisco Giants, in, a, in an era where salary caps hit, it's tough to build a, a regular contender. And not only did the San Francisco Giants do it, but they also won a lot of the title games along the way because they had a well-balanced team. They were able to endure a pullback. They were able to endure you know, fatigue. They were able to endure injury. They were able to endure the other team signing someone splashy but their splashy player wasn't enough to bring down a team. It was enough to bring down a game. I don't want to get too much into sports analogy all day long. I really don't have enough there. I will say, I think in you thinking about your portfolio in different ways, I think it's a good thing. Um, and me too. If you just look at it in names you love and they're all tech companies, like these have been the greatest companies ever. They're going to stay the greatest companies ever. It doesn't work that way. There's the calendar periodic of investments tables where it shows you it sometimes every year there's kind of a different horse that wins. Some years it's small cap growth. Not recently, but it doesn't take you but five, 10 years to go back and see that That was a a sector performer leader for the overall market. Sometimes it's large cap value. Sometimes it's large cap growth. Sometimes it's international. I like to look at investing as a horse race as far as time goes. And what do I mean by that? All the horses cross the finish line. If you think about stocks, bonds, and real estate, they all kind of move from left to right on your screen and up and down. You can say small cap equity. You can say large cap equity. You can say real estate. You can say cash in a year of inflation. You know, maybe the big winner is cash. As we value everything else differently, we appreciate the value of cash. U.S. fixed income, real estate, um, all these horses go from left to right, and sometimes they sprint ahead and sometimes they get tired and sometimes they need to get shot and put out the pasture. You know, 10 years ago, an oil company was one of the biggest in the world. Now it's it's five tech companies. Um, high yield stocks, fixed income, real estate. They all work, but they all do it in, in different levels. And what I don't want you to think of is I need a portfolio of winners. I think you need a diversified portfolio early on. I know you don't have enough capital to have all 10 horses in the race. Yeah, you actually do. If you're going to play the game, you got to realize that you're lying to yourself at times. And if you're a Raider fan, you got to be lying to yourself and think you're ever going to put a winner on the field anytime soon in large part because you got bad management at the top. I don't know if I'm totally right on that one. <laughs> but I think we could all name a franchise or two who's never going to win a championship in our lifetime. Let's not say the Raiders, because there's a chance the Raiders could win a, li- a championship in our lifetime. Could we say maybe the Dolphins, or for years and years and years, the, the, the Bills, and then like what happened there? Maybe the Cleveland Indians or the Cincinnati Reds. They had an owner, Marge Shot, who was just a doodle. Success or failure starts at the top. You have to build a diversified team. You can't just be all offense. You have to play some defense in your portfolios. You can't have only tech stocks, a first baseman, first baseman, first base, a big fat guy who strikes out, big fat guy who strikes out, big fat. You're not going to put a big fat guy in the outfield. Uh Uh-uh, not going to work. Well, maybe sometimes. There's ways you can hide your deficiencies. Same thing inside your portfolio. Not the world's best analogy, but sports on occasion kind of translates into our life. How do you feel about your portfolio? Is he going to win the Super Bowl and get you to retirement from age 60 to 100? Or is he going to strike out being a meathead at the bottom of the ninth and leave you going, man, I wish I would have done things differently. This stinks. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube or Rob Black Show. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Thank you for listening to the Rob Black Show podcast. This is just one tool that I use to help you create wealth. My website robblackshow.com is loaded with useful resources like planning for retirement and how to choose a financial advisor, financial strategy videos with certified financial advisors and much much more. You can contact me and I'll put you in touch with a certified financial planner. Visit robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com.
0: Invest in what is really important. Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. Are you concerned with financial planning, tax planning, managing your investments, or just planning your retirement? Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP has your financial future in mind. Learn more by visiting robblackshow.com. That's
1: robblackshow.com. 2020 was an interesting year in hindsight. In large part... Because the COVID lockdown, for sure. But I'm saying in hindsight, because we knew the COVID lockdown, right? But one of the things you may not have known that came out of 2020 was the pandemic-induced boom. Kaboom. In retail trading, it's starting to decline. 2020 was a strange year. 2021, we've kind of been through it a little bit. But 2020 in hindsight, and I'll, I'll even say maybe that 18-month period from 2020 to 2021 20, and a half, retail investors really, we saw some crazy stuff with GameStop. We saw it with AMC movie theaters. And when the financial media cleared that spoke, we were like, wait, wait, Reddit? And for many Americans, they're like, what the heck is Reddit? And what we learned was it's a bulletin board. Kind of a throwback to the way my kids asked me, this is a a very little known story. I had a cop visit my home because I was a hacker as a kid. I was hacking into satellites and um, getting free phone calls with what are called black boxes or free boxes. And it took, in hindsight, less coding than I would want to romantically believe it did. Um, but I was able to, as a 15-year-old boy, call around the world and get free phone calls at a time where free phone calls were not accepted. They were not part of our culture. And my kids were asking me, like, uh, this was kind of awkward because I don't think I vetted this story in front of my, my spouse before I told the kids. So they started to ask me, like, when a cop came to your house, you know, what did you do? And I was like, well, I told them the story. I was like, I did not want to get in trouble. And they said, you know, basically rat or you're going to be in trouble there was bulletin boards right and i said i'd visit the bulletin boards of the day and they were hacking bulletin boards and you'd learn how to hack and the information was out there same thing in 2020 2021 now i'm going back to the early 80s and the war games hacking getting into a computer system at your school and trying to change your grades was like the 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 nirvana that was the heaven that was the valhalla but for me, I settled in on hacking games and making them so you didn't have to buy them. Um, so I was telling my kids all about bulletin where like, I was like, it's kind of like a web page, but not. It was very static. But you could post stuff that would take 24 hours for the server to update, and you kind of got friends on it. And they were just looking at me like, oh, boy. Dad's going to be talking about this one day when he's like 90 years old. And And uh, senile. I'm like, yeah, that's probably true. So we learned that in 2020, 2021, Robin Hood had the rise and fall. And it it was a cultural phenomenon, just like hacking was. The decline comes after a year-long boom, year and a half long boom, and I saw people leave businesses. And CFP Chad Burton talks about this all the time on his show. He's like, more people are asking me about crypto. More people are asking me about stock trading. And it's typically a sign that there's a frenzy going on that doesn't end well. GameStop shouldn't be in business with the way the business world is moving towards digital downloads, unless they can figure out how to position. They used to be in physical downloads and now we're do- or physical buying of product cartridges for PlayStation, Xbox. And now we're going to be in the digital. Now, again, why do I say they should be left for dead? Because that's what the, the temperature of the world felt like two years ago to me. That we were all moving towards Activisions, whether it be Electronic Arts or Activision or Microsoft or Sony. They all had stores online and they didn't have to use a middleman. You could just download it and they get all the profit. But then I need to c- catch myself before I wreck myself. Because didn't we live in a world where Netflix used to deliver DVDs? Basically sending a middle finger out to the blockbuster videos who you'd rent during the weekend. And if you got it back... Sunday after 5, 5.01, you got late fees and you didn't rewind it. You got rewind fees. And then Netflix was in this position of delivering videos through the mail. and The mail was very expensive for them. And I'm like, you know what? We could stream this stuff. You could watch this movie. Or we could put it on our servers and you could bring your internet to the party. And instead, we don't have to bring the post office to the party. So I was, I think, a little crass in saying GameStop should go to zero. Because I, I, I believe Netflix. Why can't I believe another company can't reinvent themselves digitally? I think time is going to tell us now that Robinhood, when they reported numbers in the first quarter of 2022, was probably a bottom, but the height was probably 18 months previous when the stock was at an all time high. The forum where Reddit exists, there's a, a forum called Wall Street Bets. And maybe we'll make movies about this one day about how someone named like, Fat Red Panda was able to push GameStop stock up a 1,000%. And look at this. When we find out who he is, he's not a, a broker on Wall Street. No, 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 no. He's not a powerful head up CEO of a hedge fund. No, 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 no. He's a 17-year-old kid with pimples. The Decline coincides with significant drawdown in high growth stocks where the water was rising for anything tech during the pandemic. So names like Peloton would skyrocket. Names like Netflix would skyrocket. Things like PayPal where we were no longer using credit cards at the restaurant, we were punching in our numbers online and getting it ordered and delivered. So that era of digital need in the US economy kind of helped raise the water for the redditors who wanted to pump and dump stocks who had very little knowledge how they worked i don't want to play a death dirge or a death march but it feels like that may be over and now that game plan doesn't work in a world of higher inflation 2022 is said to be a year where we could see 11 rate hikes Some of them big chunky ones. Instead of being controlled and courteous and well-mannered, when the Fed raises 50 basis points, you're gonna be like, you jerk, you just peed in my punch bowl. You're so drunk you pee. Like, that's what it's gonna feel like. Now, here's the problem. We know that. And Wall Street doesn't really like the known. Water finds the least path of resistance. Sometimes money does too. Um, and it makes you scratch your head. 2022 has more wild cards at the beginning of the year than most of the years I've ever seen. But at the beginning of 2022, I'll say I saw the death of Robin Hood probably be the bottom for the stock. But I'm not sure Reddit could get back their mojo without the world of rising tides of Peloton and PayPal and Netflix and Apple and Microsoft. And Zoom, where everything was going digital. Uh, be careful, trends end, especially the weaker ones, the fads. In hindsight, it's easy to see. In the moment, you get kind of caught up in it. Always play the stupid game. Are you diversified? Can you take a downdraft? I'm Rob Black. You can find me online. I work with EP Wealth. If you need a financial advisor, I'm kind of a front man lack of a better term, you can find me online educating you every day at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Have a question? Reach out at robblackshow.com. robblackshow.com. Worthy of note at times, we should stop the show and not focus on just investing in the stock market and business headlines. One of the things that's up on a regular basis is scams. Scams of the elderly scams of the lonely, scams of the needy. On the show, on occasion, I'll talk about how I would sit with my mother and help her read contracts and help her look at her finances and, and look at her bank statements, having no clue what the heck she was doing. Me, I had no clue what she was doing until I would get the monthly statements and be like, okay, what is this? It's a $14 charge. It's recurring. What's this one? It's a $200 grocery, but why is my mom eating $200 of groceries? What's she getting? So I would do that as a favor for her because I'm her son or I was her son. Interesting to note, she died 366 days ago to the day. And sadly, a couple other people uh, in my family, my kid's soccer coach uh, just passed away from COVID. Um, A family, extended family member outside my blood side passed away from old age all on the same day now which is like wow Talk about how families kind of feel cursed little things can add up but back to scams my mom got a call when she was in the nursing home and they convinced her that they should buy life insurance on her because they're like mrs black you are 80 years old you're not gonna live forever you should buy life insurance knowing that her kids would probably never see the policy and knowing that it would probably never be collected. The fact that there was a policy for me to find and how poorly written it was, was amazing. The uh, sad expose out, on the United States and our willingness to be suckered and our willingness to sucker other people. One of the things I don't like about my industry is I think it got a bad rap in the 80s and 90s from brokers who'd be like, hey, Joe, I think you should buy 400 shares of XYZ.com. And then when it would go down, he didn't call you back and apologize. He went on to another client. I try to be as accountable as I can. It's not the easiest thing in the world to do because a lot of this is laying the precedent for theoretical approaches because I don't know you and I I realize that. But a lot of people in relationships, I think there's a whole Netflix movie out now, uh, The Tender Swindler. And I don't know if it's a documentary. I think it is. I don't know you know, how much of it's got creative license, but people in love make bad decisions, both with honest people and with, with scam artists. Believing you're in a relationship or tricked into sending money, personal and financial information. I've probably pissed off a company once or twice before when I've gotten... They've gotten in touch with me, and they're like, "We need your, we need you to call us right now. Your account has been compromised." I, I tend to hang up on those calls. I'm sure there's once or twice in my life where I was like, uh, "We've tried to call Mister Black three times about his information, but he's not returned." That. It, it might have been legit, but you really need to play a little defense in your world and try to help your parents because they're elderly and their eyeballs don't work as as well as they used to. They hear something like, "Do you want to buy life insurance for your favorite daughter?" And why not? Yeah, and they're they know they're eighty and they're going to die. They realize that their their spouse before them had passed away, but also like my kids. Do you know how many, how oftentimes I'm like, "What do you need money for?" Hey, Dad, can I get twenty five dollars? I'm like, "What do you need twenty five dollars for?" And if they can justify it, I usually give it to them. But if it sounds you know, kind of fishy, I'm like, no, I don't think so. My kids play video games online all the time. They're the the, the young, the children, the babes in the woods. My mother was the elderly. How about the sick? How about the disenfranchised? Um, I have to be very careful here. Because it's, it's, you can get into a lot of legal problems by saying something's a scam. There's a company that's got alphabet letters, three of them, and historically, they've run into state regulators that are saying, you can't really say that. You can't really do that. And I remember in college, someone grabbed me and took me to one of these multi-level marketing companies. And it was about reselling long distance instead of 25 cents a minute. So you can sell it to your friends at 18 cents a minute. Then the company would go out and buy bulk at 16 cents a minute and they would just make two cents. But if you've got enough friends and family, we'd all be able to make money. It sounds good. But then they're like, Oh, to be a member of the resell family, we have to file uh, you, And that's a $99. And there's a, a one-time activation fee of $350. And there's a, You have to get 10 friends in. Otherwise, we drop you after a period of time. It was all the devil's word of the details. And that's where it became multi-level marketing. I got dragged to one. How close was I? I was interested for the first 25 minutes. And then it didn't start adding up. And then I started looking around the room. I was like, okay, this person looks like they might've done math. And I'm college educated. or on the way to being college educated. And this person over here, Looks like he might be in the country for his first day ever and he doesn't he knows so little english like this is going why do they want him and me aren't i the star of this group and this person here well she's had four kids and she's single and she's asking me if i want to go for a drink after the meeting is she trying to sell me product or is she trying to find someone to help support her financially? You really got to ask yourself questions and you got to help your kids. And you got to help your parents. That's one area in the community where we can help each other. Do you have any, and here's one where it's a legit, but we still need help. The insurance industry. Have you ever tried to file a claim only to learn like, oh, I didn't think that's what that meant. Um, I have, I've got one of the most popular credit cards. This is great credit card insurance. And when I had a flight canceled due to COVID, I was like, hey, I think that's covered. And nope, only if I was stuck at the airport and it was canceled then. And only if I didn't get on another plane in the next 48 hours. And only if, and it was the ifs and buts were Kenny and nuts it I would I would have done great with that credit card insurance. But the loopholes were much bigger than I actually knew because you know what? Rob Black doesn't like reading insurance contracts for himself. He likes reading them for other people. Um. So, I'm not saying we're all getting scammed by the insurance companies, but I do look at every bill I get, uh, whether it be paper or electronic. I'm not against digital bills. I understand some people look. Like, I'd like a paper copy of that for my records. When you're on this planet for 50 times around the sun, you get to the point where I just want to tear up my financial records on a regular basis because they're all over my home. Digitally speaking. My kids will inherit one day a, a big pf PST file. And they'll go, wait, wait, what? And they'll see that dad categorized everything beautifully in emails. Uh, but not a lot of paperwork, not a lot of paper trails to follow. So thieves armed with convincing, compelling stories are there on a regular basis. And again, I'm not saying it all insurance people are frauds, but I think some are better than others. Um, there's a story about a widow, Kate Kleinert of Pennsylvania, who testified before the U.S. Senate Special Committee on Aging in September about accepting a friend request from Tony on Facebook. He told me he was interested in the same things he saw on my Facebook page, like dogs and gardening. And I thought this is wonderful. I'm a widow. Tony claimed to be a surgeon working in Iraq in the United Nations who had two children. His kids contacted her by email and called her mom. She'd always wanted to be a mother was over the moon. The first request for money came from the daughter who said she needed feminine supplies but was too embarrassed to ask her father. So she sent a gift card. Do you see where this goes? Fraud. Um, When it got aggressive and he said, I need you to wire money. She's like, I don't know about that. And he's like, here's the password of my bank accounts. You'll see that I have almost nothing left. And the passwords worked. So she thought, wow, he gave me the passwords. He must be legit. Scams and fraud are one of the things that will take money away from you and stop you from retiring. The home that I bought in 2021 was listed for rent on Craigslist two months after I bought it. So I decided to follow up as a potential renter. My friends caught it and said, hey, I think you just bought this house. Are you renting it? So when I went to the ad on Craigslist, I looked it up and I started getting in touch with the guy and I played the part of a would-be renter. And I took him all the way to the point of him giving me a phone number that was legit. Him giving me a bank in LA that was legit to our first three months of rent to. Uh, the picture sold itself, I didn't need, as a would be renter, I didn't need to say like this looked awesome and it was cheap. A place that should be renting for $8,000, $9,000 a month was renting for $4,000 and it would be more than enough for a family, so I could see a lot of families getting scammed out on this. Again, this one's a little bit more obvious, like I'm in LA, send me the security deposit, I'll send you the keys, don't have time to show it to you, it's going to go fast, take it now or leave it. Don't forget about scams when it comes to investing and getting you to retirement and talk to your kids and try to be a process of this and, and teach them how to be a stock detective or a scam detective or a bad person detective in their own skill sets. I don't know. I think there's some financial merit to this segment. I can't tell. 2022 Super Bowl commercials, winners and losers. 2022 Super Bowl review by Rob Black. I don't really care who won the game. First and foremost, but Drake bet more than a million dollars worth in Bitcoin. And he picked the Los Angeles Rams to win. Winner winner, a chicken dinner there. Ding! Come on out for the fight, Drake. You're in. A Texas furniture tycoon known for his generosity and love of gambling set a record for the largest mobile sports bet made ever. Jim MacKinvale, better known as the Mattress Mac, bet $4.5 million on the Cincinnati Bengals to win the Super Bowl. And lost. Um, that money could have been spent better elsewhere, Jim. My favorite commercial was Lord of the Rings series coming this fall, The Rings of Power, in large part because it's a streamer and they're promoting. I know Netflix has done it in the past. I didn't recognize any yesterday or I didn't recognize any during the Super Bowl if we want to edit that out so this can be replayed. Um, doesn't really matter. We could use it on Friday, then we can call it, blow it up. But again, the whole commercial thing, get your product known. I personally haven't really liked what Amazon's put out as far as TV shows, but I still use the Amazon Prime service. So if I can get one show, I'd be like, that was worth it because I still like Amazon Prime. Um, I use Amazon Prime to back up my videos and my photos because it's free and it's unlimited. It's a nice little perk. My least favorite commercial of the Super Bowl was the QR code that was ricocheting against the sides of the frames of the TV, kind of like an 80s video game. And when I said, son, son, scan that QR code, because I was, well, I was elsewhere. And he did, and he goes, it's a Coinbase website, dad. And it's the largest cryptocurrency. And the message said, now that we have your attention, we'd like to announce we're giving away $15 in Bitcoin to anyone who joins Coinbase by 2 February 15th, that's right around the corner. You know, you have 48 hours after the Super Bowl to join up and get $15 in Bitcoin. Sounds too good to be true. It is because you also have to fund the account. You know, there's horse betting apps like, hey, if you bet $25 on the game this weekend, we'll give you $25 back free. You're like, open account, we'll give you $300 after you've transacted $3,000 in bets. Like, there's always a rub, just so you know. It's so the QR code thing I was like a little annoyed by. How many people got up to scan it, take a picture of it, to learn that it was about something they may or may not want? Like, it wasn't fair. It was advertised It wasn't fair. It had a call to action without you knowing what it was. I don't know. That's why I saw that. Ram safety Eric Weddle, retired for two years. Sitting at home doing whatever retirees from the NFL do, and got a call from the Rams. Hey, we're about to start the playoffs. Can you come join us? And he goes, Sure. Comes out of retirement, played four games in the postseason admirably. On the winning side of the Rams, wins a Super Bowl. And before he even gets off the field, he tells reporters, I'm officially re retiring. I like that story because I'm going to retire at some point in time, but I don't want to unretire like he did. I want my glory day to be the Super Bowl in my hand now, enough money to last till the day I die, versus having to come back and and get that white lion or white elephant or albino crocodile, whatever it is, the, the mythical beast that we want to capture. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is The Rob Black Show.